At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross here at Circus Sportsbook. Always a pleasure to be joined by my partner here on Saturdays and Sundays. He is Wes Reynolds over at Mandalay Bay. And Wes, we got another great show for everybody today. Mike Peranio is going to join you over there at Mandalay Bay. Of course, he is the sportsbook manager later on this hour. Anthony Armstrong, AAA, because his middle name is Arminus. Anthony Arminus Armstrong will join us uh, in the second hour to break down everything in the NFL wildcard, super wildcard weekend. And Ian McMillan, follow him at Twitter uh, as Ian McBets, a great Twitter handle there. Of course, talk about his best plays for the weekend. But, Wes, it is Super Wild Card Weekend. So we've got two games today, two games tomorrow, and then we wrap it all up Monday night with the Rams and the Cardinals. Let's get into the plays that we're seeing. And obviously right now the most bet games is the first one on the board. And I wonder, Wes, if that's just because people can't wait to bet on the NFL postseason with the Raiders uh, out here in Las Vegas going to Cincinnati. We know it's going to be cold. It's the most bet game, and the Bengals have taken the most tickets. But again, by handle, we'll have to get to tomorrow's game for that one with the Cowboys minus three. Any surprises when you look at the, the ticket counts here for the most bet game and team? You know, not really, Dave. And and with this BetMGM data, I'm not sure if it's just Nevada only or if it's uh, obviously nationwide. But here in Nevada, you would expect that the Las Vegas Raiders are going to be part of the game with the most handle. I mean, we saw last weekend the night before when they were going to take on the Chargers on Sunday Night Football, there were Raider fans all over this place mm-hmm. uh, last Saturday. So no surprise that this Raiders Bengals game getting the most handle back up to six. Now it was six and a half on the opener went down to five and a half now back up to six. So not really surprising here. You got kind of two greenhorns really in the playoffs here. Cincinnati, of course, their last playoff win, I believe was January 6, 1991. And the Raiders have only been in the playoffs twice in the last 20 years. This is Derek Carr's first playoff start. This is a guy that's been, been in the league for a minute. Meanwhile, Joe Burrow in his second year for Cincinnati, 
Cincinnati. So you've got two teams, you know, inexperienced, I think, in this role. And plus, uh, when you add with the Raiders, the Raiders were on the field on Sunday night. They played the last game of the regular season on Sunday night football that went to overtime that win over the Chargers. That Raider defense was on the field for 88 total plays. Now they got to play the first game on Saturday afternoon on Super Wild Card Weekend. So tough scheduling spot for the Raiders. I think that's baked into the price here because of having to go on the road. And then the Bengals, of course, they did rest most of their primary key guys, mm -hmm. uh, Chase got a few reps in, but Burrow and a lot of the starters rested in a loss against Cleveland. So I think maybe you see a little bit of nerves at least early on with these two teams. It is going to be cold. Doesn't look like it's going to be all that windy. And when you talk about totals, when we go into, you know, the over-unders here, it's wind that really affects totals mm -hmm. more than cold necessarily. You'll see that when we get into tomorrow's game with Philadelphia and Tampa Bay, but not really a surprise that the Raiders Bengals getting the most handle. Also Cowboys 49ers tomorrow. Cowboys are a national team, so they have fans everywhere and betters everywhere. And they're getting San Francisco, which is a West Coast team. So a lot of people here, at least in Nevada, fans of the 49ers as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wes, you mentioned in 1991 for the last time the Bengals won a playoff game. So no Bengal fan has ever texted another Bengal fan congratulations in victory because they didn't have text back then. So it really has been a long time for the Raiders and or the Bengals here to move on. Let's look at the games today in specifics and some of these prop scenarios here that BetMGM has. For the lowest singular team today, who will it be? Well, if you like the Bengals, that's the uh, best odds on the board for the biggest long shot here, plus 550. The Bills at plus 400. The Patriots plus 140. And then the Raiders at plus 200. So it's interesting to me that the Bills at plus 400, I mean, I think you can make a case if you're a Patriots backer that Bill Belichick will figure out a way to slow down the guys in Orchard Park tonight here in what will be a cold and I do believe somewhat windy game in Orchard Park. So they're expecting that obviously to be the lowest scoring game, but the Raiders at plus 200, I expect them to score some points today. What do you make of these numbers and where do you think the best value may lie? Well, not a real shocker. And in full disclosure, I haven't bet at this prop in particular, not a shocker that the favorites obviously are the longer odds to be the lower scoring teams. Bill's now up to as high as five in some places when it was pretty much four all week long. So not a surprise that them and the Bengals, Bengals and Raiders, of course, the higher total of the two. And you look 43, 43 and a half. That is the lowest total really of all of Super Wildcard weekend. And that's the night game the Bills and the Patriots. So I actually think the early game is going to be a little bit lower scoring and maybe the second game has a chance to be more higher scoring mm. because I think it gets baked into people's mind, Dave, what they saw on the Monday night football game with the Bills and the Patriots where it's like, oh, it's cold weather. Now it was really windy that night in Buffalo and it was 14 and 10. Right. Patriots never threw the ball. Oh, Mac Jones only had, I believe, three pass attempts. They ran the ball. I mean, they were running like they were the Navy offense rather than necessarily <laughs> the Patriots its offense so I think people have that in their mind. Now, they did play a couple weeks later where it was a higher-scoring game, and the Bills uh, pretty much controlled New England from the get-go up there in Foxborough. So I'm kind of thinking that the night game is going to be a little bit more of a higher-scoring game, and the day game might be a little bit of a, a lower-scoring game. So if I was looking at highest-scoring team, I would be Bills or Patriots in that spot. Yeah, and I was going to say the Bills there to be the highest-scoring team would be plus 210. Again, it's just on the two games today. 
Patriots would be plus 500. Raiders plus 375. And again, the Bengals were expecting the most points out of them as the biggest favorite uh, so far on the day at plus 150. I want to stay with the Raiders and the Bengals here and talk some prop scenarios. And this kind of goes to game script, Wes, and what you're getting at here, that potentially this could be a lower scoring game than maybe what people are anticipating. So when you look at some of the props that are out there right now, uh, let's start off with with rushing yards because maybe we're going to get more rushes and more rushing attempts than people think, and it's not just Burrow and Carr letting loose. So right now you see here, these are the updated numbers here at BetMGM. Joe Mixon at 73.5, the over, uh, and basically it's, it's even juice there at minus 115 either way. At Burrow, by the way, if you think he's going to get out and try to run on that bad knee, I don't know if I like that prop, at 8.5. And then conversely, Josh Jacobs there, 60 and a half uh, for the Raiders and Derek Carr. I kind of like his prop for the over of five and a half that you got to think at some point Derek Carr takes off and runs a little bit. What do you make of the running backs and the quarterbacks here for the rushing props today? Well, of the four listed on the graphic, I actually might lean Burrow with the over despite that knee because if you look at what happened in the first game, it was 32-13 Cincinnati final out here in Las Vegas, sat back on November 21st. Neither team really did much offensively. Cincinnati was about like 4.1 yards a play. Joe Burrow got sacked three times, but Joe Burrow is going to get pressured in this game. If you Mm -hmm. watch that Sunday night game with the Raiders and the Chargers, Justin Herbert got a lot of pressure, especially late in the fourth quarter, and it was mainly provided by Max Crosby, who per Pearl Football Focus leads the league in quarterback pressures. Uh, Raiders sacks, you look at the team sacks, they're kind of down in the second half of the league when you rank them as such, but this is a team that doesn't always get home with a sack, but they do get pressure. So that means Joe Burrow may have to tuck it and run it at, at some point here. So I would lean a little bit with the over on the uh, rushing yards props. Uh, the one prop I was kind of looking at, and I think when we get to receiving props, does involve a running back, and it does involve Josh Jacobs. Uh, and I believe the receptions was under three and a half. I'm not sure what the current number is at BetMGM, but if you look, Josh Jacobs is getting used a little bit less out of the backfield since Jalen Richard has come back into the lineup in week 15. And in last week's game, he ran a route 43% of the time on Derek Carr's dropbacks. That's the lowest since week nine. So if you're looking... uh, you know, two-minute offense at the end of the first half or potentially if this is a close game, they're going to be using Richard, not necessarily Josh Jacobs. So I would be looking at him under receptions. Mm, interesting. And again, you see right now the Raiders props here uh, for Renfro, Waller, and Zay Jones. So again, it depends on really what you think the game script might be. If you think it's going to be a lot of throwing of the football to uh, take the overs in some of these props. Let's get to the QBs, Wes, because everybody wants to talk about the quarterbacks and Derek Carr and Joe Burrow. The passing yards, it's, it feels a little bit low to me, but I know that both of us kind of like the under in this game, so maybe that makes some sense here. But Burrow, 262 yards and a half, and Derek Carr, 254 and a half. Passing touchdowns, both of those guys at one and a half, and the interceptions thrown, both of those guys at a half interception. Is there any particular prop here for the quarterbacks that you might like? 
you know, could be a little bit of value on Carr, depending on what you think that the game flow is going to be in this game, if you think the Raiders are going to be behind. When the Raiders are behind this season, they have the second highest pass rate when they are trailing with the deficit. So, you know, maybe the Raiders get forced into a pass every script if the Bengals jump out 14 to nothing or jump out 10 to nothing right away. Darren Waller did come back last week mm -hmm. for the Sunday night game against the Chargers, which obviously helps Derek Carr. We know they like to target Derek. Aaron Waller a great deal. You still have Deshaun Jackson, who isn't going to give you a lot from a reception standpoint. I mean, he's not exactly Cooper Cap, where he's going to have 10 or 12 catches a game, but he can always pop a big one. He still has that giddy in his getup, and that could give Derek Carr a nice chance to, you know, go over those passing yards props if that's what you're looking at. If you believe, like certainly the market and clearly the oddsmakers believe, that the Raiders are going to be trailing in this game because the line is now back up to six. Uh, Wes, very quickly here, what do you make now? Because I know there's some people that just like to play props and some people that just like to play sides and totals. Would you give advice for people out there kind of new to this space? Can they kind of uh, dip their toe in both waters? Well, if you don't know the prop market, maybe it's best to kind of skirt that prop market. I know the prop market is fun, and that's what everybody is getting into as you get more and more props on the menu and such. But, you know, there's nothing wrong, I always say, about horse racing. Don't get into exotics. There's nothing wrong with just a simple win bet. Keep it simple. It's, uh, you know what they say for the last S. All right, much more with Wes and I. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about maybe the highest scoring team we're going to see all weekend long in Super Wild Card Weekend. Come on back. It is Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker now available on VEASAN.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head over to VEASAN.com to get the current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the very best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and much, much more. Check out the prop tracker betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at VEASAN.com slash NFL. Dave Ross back alongside Wes Reynolds. He is over at Mandalay Bay. I am here at Circus Sportsbook. And, Wes, let's get into what we think might be the highest scoring teams in super wild card weekend. Remember there is a Monday night game here. So we got two games today, two games tomorrow and one on Monday. So obviously the favorite is the chiefs. They are the highest uh, favorite on the board here, 12 and a half 
Last I saw here at BetMGM. So plus 350. The Buccaneers at plus 400 might get tricky. You mentioned the wind that they're expecting to get down there in Tampa Bay tomorrow. And then the Bengals today at plus 550. The Cowboys intrigue me, obviously, at plus 600. What do you make of the numbers, and where do you think you might find some value? Yeah, and you mentioned that game tomorrow, Philadelphia-Tampa Bay, that has been bet accordingly to the under. I followed along with that. And it's not. It's going to be rain. It looks like the rain might subside once we get to kickoff, but it is supposed to be pretty windy down there. This is a Philadelphia team that I think has really gone run heavy, so they're going to try to do it against the number three Bucks rush defense. I think the Bucks, obviously, if they stifle that run up front, they want to make Jalen Hurts throw the football and see if he'll uh, give it away to him so I wanted to forego that game from a high scoring team standpoint but the game I would actually maybe be looking at is actually the Monday night game with the Rams and the Cardinals uh pretty much two-way action I've seen it go down to three and a half on the spread and then back up to four and then back down to three and a half uh they went over the total both times this year when they played so you know they kind of know what each other's going to do so that would think you might think okay defense 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 but you know, Arizona has been very good on the road this year, 8-1 and one straight up, 8-1 and one ATS. Uh, so this is a team that can put up points. And we saw the Rams. We know that Rams defense has the reputation, Dave, of being of obviously being very good. 49ers ran it down their throat yes. in the second half. So there's no reason to think maybe that Arizona can't run it here either. And this is uh, one of the – it's not the highest total on the board. Obviously, Cowboys 49ers is, but it's, I believe, the uh, second highest total giving it a, another glance and then a couple of these other games I do like the under and we'll get to them more in detail later I do like Pittsburgh Kansas City under so I wouldn't be using those two teams necessarily so I would gravitate a little bit more toward Arizona and the Rams I believe uh, 49 and a half at BetMGM still some 50 in the market so that would be what I would be looking at if I was betting highest scoring team well that's very interesting Wes because what you're doing there is you're kind of extrapolating where to find the value and if you believe like I believe that the Cardinals are live dogs to win this game potentially outright and you see the money has come in towards Arizona as this open up I believe about four and a half it's all the way down to three and a half here at BetMGM. At 14 to 1, because obviously if you like this game to potentially be the highest scoring game, then you got to figure out who's going to win that game, right? So at 14 to 1, there seems to be some actual value there for a longer shot of the game that might potentially have the most fireworks and an upset could occur. Do you follow that and say, yeah, that's why I think for the whole weekend, all of, of, of Wild Card Weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend, the Cardinals might have some value? Yeah, I think you certainly have to look at that. And also the fact that uh, the Rams, we're going to see how much that they are going to uh, to run the football here because they do have Cam Akers back, so they maybe can do a, a double-edged sword or kind of a one-two punch with Sony Michelle. And you look at this Arizona team, I think they rank 20th in the NFL in terms of rushing defense. So there's a possibility that the Rams, I know that they haven't run the football consistently all year, can run the ball on these guys. So that's why I think depending on what side you like, because these props, look, it's tough to find, even with the prop market, like an edge in terms of a price, mm -hmm. because it's very much correlated, obviously, with the side and the total, pretty much on a game-to-game -game basis. So that's why you see the Rams, you know, plus 550. All the favorites are on the left side of the column <laughs> on that graphic we just showed for the highest-scoring team wildcard weekend, and, and all the dogs pretty much on the right side, with the exception of the Bills, who are a favorite. But 
but of course that's the lowest total on the board at 43, 43 and a half. So where I think you're going to probably see if, if you're going to get a high scoring game this weekend and you may get multiples, I realize that it would be the Rams and the Cardinals. Uh, very quickly to the Cowboys at plus 600 as the small favorite here, uh, still three point favorites over San Francisco. It does seem enticing for a game that is expected to get a lot of points. I believe that totals up to 51. Uh, so I've seen some 51 and a halfs out here in Las Vegas as well. So that number has matriculated up the board here. Do you think there might be a play there? Because we know the Niners, boy, I think they lead the league in, in PIs. They just grab you and hold you when you get mm-hmm. behind them. And really, they do struggle in that back four. You would think if that front can hold up for the Cowboys and they do have all their offensive linemen back for this one, that potentially the Cowboys at plus 600, a little bit of potential value there. Could be. And, and look uh, on the defensive side for Dallas, uh, they're not the best against the run. They had the number one ranked pass defense, and a lot of that was predicated on forcing turnovers and the fact that you have Gregory and you have Micah Parsons and you have D-Law back, and they can rush and pressure the quarterback. So that forces quarterbacks to throw it too quick, and, and, and Trevon Diggs and company pick them off with relative ease. But the way to beat Dallas, or if you're going to move the ball, and I fully expect San Francisco is going to try to do this tomorrow, is to run the football. Yes. And, you know, so so to your point, if, if you like Frisco, and by the way, I was asked this question on Twitter in terms of, I think myself, Drew Densick, and a few other folks that appear on VSIN. Look, when it gets to three and a half, advantage players are going to take the Niners. If it gets to two and a half, people are going to lay it with the Cowboys. So three, as you've seen it stay there all weekend, pretty fair number, three with Vig. So this is a high total, arguably the highest of the weekend. I want to see how Jimmy G's thumb was. It was pretty good in the second half. I mean, he Amazing. sacked up. But there was times last week in that first half against the Rams where it's like, you might got to take this guy out of the game and go with Trey Lance mm-hmm. and just, you know, you know, damn the torpedoes full speed ahead and go with this guy who I don't think is ready to be an every week starting quarterback in the National Football League. So, you know, I could absolutely see high score, and I think betters are going to look what they saw last, and they saw Dallas. Granted, it was against a lot of backups in Philadelphia, put up a ton of points, and then the 49ers, who only had three points in the second half, were able to, I think, finish with 27. So this looks on the surface like a high-scoring game. By the way, both of these teams, when you look at it, when I talk about yards per play, Dave, mm-hmm. you know, when we get to, like, the high fives, the sixes, and above, that's really good. And then when you're down in the fours, not so good. When you look at yards per play margin, 49ers plus one in yards per play margin over their opponents. That doesn't seem like much, but it actually is a very huge difference. While Dallas was a half yard ahead, and that's still a big margin. Mm. So both these teams are going to be able to move the football, you would think. All right, conversely, let's flip the script here and, and talk about possibly the lowest scoring team all weekend long uh, in the Super Wildcard round. And obviously... You can understand why the Steelers are the favorite, if you will, to hold that distinction at plus 325. But they just look dead offensively, right, week in and week out. And Big Ben's out there taping it up and trying to make it work. And, you know, if they don't run the ball, it's a struggle. I know they might get Juju Smith-Schuster back. He's trying to go here. Is there any other team that really you think can make the case? Could you make the case that the Patriots get shut down by the Bills tonight uh, in Orchard Park at plus 500? You could. One I would be looking at, too, is similarly priced to the Patriots, and that's the Eagles at 5-1. to one. I don't know 
how they're going to be able to run the ball in this Tampa defense, who is third in the league in terms of stopping the run. So that means, you know, you're going to have to trust Jalen Hurts, first start on the road as a playoff quarterback, to go ahead and make plays down the field. We saw what the Eagles did you know, late in the season in terms of they decided they were going to run the ball more with Sanders and with Gainwell and with Howard and with Jalen Hurts to boot. And that was much more successful for Philadelphia. However, when you look at Philadelphia, they only beat one team with the winning record this year, Dave, and that was the New Orleans Saints at nine and eight. So they did not beat a playoff team. So they have not proven it at all, really, against a team like a Tampa Bay. So if I'm looking low scoring, I know it's kind of a shorter price, but it'd be the Eagles at five to one. You know what's interesting too? Nick Sirianni is one of those you know new young head coaches, rookie, obviously head coach. He likes to go for it a lot. Sometimes it does play to an under when they get stopped. We saw that happen in a number of Eagle games this year. So, yeah, I can understand that rationale as well. I just I do worry about the Steelers at plus 325 and go, can Ben figure out a way to score points against well, an improving I, I don't, Chiefs defense? I don't know how they score either, Dave, because when I was uh, doing my write-up at VEASAN.com where I like the under in this game, who ranks dead last in the National Football League for first quarter scoring? It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. 2.2 points a game. And if they get behind, we know the Chiefs can get out to leads. If they're out 7 nothing, 10 nothing, boy, this is going to be very difficult. We obviously saw it was very difficult for the Steelers to score because to get points on the board, Mike Tomlin, when he was down 30 to nothing late in the third quarter, elected to go ahead and put three on the board to avoid a shutout. So I'm not sure how these guys are going to be scoring very much tomorrow, and that's why they're at three and a quarter. Yeah, I can understand understand why the Steelers and the in the Eagles right there as, as short favorites, if you will, to not uh, get a lot of points on the board this weekend. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we'll do an exercise of where we think these dream runs might end for these teams, because in the end, there can only be one Super Bowl champion. Come on back. It is betting across America right here on Beeson, the sports betting network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VSIN.com slash podcast. Get Feeding the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more like first strike as well. They're all free and available now at vston.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is betting across America here on super wild card weekend in the NFL. And Wes, you know that there are things they call stages of grief. We all grieve in different ways and we all go through many stages of grief. What about stages of elimination in the NFL, which will lead to stages of grief for the fan bases out there? And let's start off with the Green Bay Packers because they are the number one seed in the NFC. And we know that a lot of people have their their hearts and their money invested that this team is going to be the year for LaFleur and Rodgers to get over the hump. If you think they're going to lose next week in their first round, uh, first action, because they have the bye week this week, plus 175 for that to happen. If think they're going to get all the way to the Super Bowl but come up short, plus 450. And really not that big a difference if you think they're going to win the Super Bowl. So I guess, Wes, the question boils down. Where do you think the grief begins for the Packer fans? Or there's no grief, but rather cheering in Green Bay this year. 
I think it would probably be the conference championship. And look, Green Bay is the deserved number one seed, and they have home field throughout in the NF in the NFC playoffs. But this is a team that's kind of lived right this year. Aaron Rodgers obviously going to have an MVP season. Uh, we would expect he's going to win that award. And look, you got to give him credit. Yeah, I don't want to discredit a 13 and three record. Mm. However, or you know, or 13 and four rather. However. This is a team that has gotten kind of lucky to cover some of these games this year. So I did not project them to go to the Super Bowl. I know that they're the favorite right now in the NFC, but I would say conference championship. However, I would not bet that at 165 because I think you got to know what team they're going to play. You may be able to get better on the money line right. in the NFC championship game rather than betting this prop right now at plus 165. I mean, look, if it's going to be the Rams, I mean, what are they going to be laying to the Rams? You know, probably close to, you know, somewhere around four and a half, five, potentially even as high as six. So that's going to be more of a money line than plus 165. You may be, if it's approaching closer to six, be getting like a $2 money line. So that would be what I would look at. And, and you got to determine who is going to be there. Perhaps it's going to be Tampa Bay. There is a possibility that next week, if the Dallas Cowboys get upset, it's not like a bracket, like a normal like tournament bracket where the seeds are what they are. They don't do like a reseeding or anything like that. But the 49ers right now are the number six seed. Let's say they upset Dallas. And, you know, that line is three, three and a half, depending on where you can. I don't think it would be earth shattering if they were to pull the upset. Then you get the six at the one, which would be the 49ers at Green Bay in the divisional round. And obviously you'd rather play, you know, a lower seed than have to play potentially the winner of the Cardinals and the Rams. And then we know Tampa Bay is the two and Dallas is the three Packers. What you worry about is rush defense. Mm. And there's some teams below them, especially your Dallas Cowboys. And, and, and that can really run the football. I think that that's the team that Green Bay probably does not want to face is the Dallas Cowboys because they can run the football and they can win running the football. They don't necessarily have to throw the football. Meanwhile, you look at Tampa Bay, obviously they're down four net. Ronald Jones has been in and out of lineup. So you hadn't really seen Tampa Bay. I mean, they signed Le'Veon Bell off the waiver wire, for God's sake. So it's not like they're just running up big numbers on the ground. So... Green Bay, it looks really good right now. It looks like, I think, to most people that they would have a clear path. But I don't think that, that there's something telling me. I don't think there's that much of a separation between Green Bay and Tampa Bay and Dallas and the Rams. I think they're very tightly compacted. So I would say divisional round, but I wouldn't bet that at 165. I'd wait to see what money line I'm getting potentially in a conference championship. Game. You know, Wes, we always try to advise people the best way to try to, to, to make a profit, right? And I know Andrew who's uh, behind the glass right now, and Brian Ortega, one of our guys here at Visa, they're big Packers guys, right? And so they're like, well, why don't I just take them to, to get to the Super Bowl? So they're cursing the me Bowl? behind the glass because I have poo-pooed their team and said they weren't going to the Super Bowl. So totally. they're saying, I'm surprised that SOB Reynolds, he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. I'm surprised hell they didn't cut guy. your mic. Yeah, I thought they were going to cut your mic. <laughs> uh, but what about the, the, the advice of if you, they really believe that they can at least win two games? And I know you just laid out the dangers there in the NFC title game, right? That as long as they get to the Super Bowl, I make a profit either way, whether they win or lose. But you really do think mm -hmm. there's danger lurking potentially in Tampa Bay or Dallas in that conference championship game. 
I do. I just think that these teams are so close right now. And it looks like Green Bay has been on cruise control because they've had the top record in the NFC for the last several weeks. But I don't know how much of a separation there is. Remember, Green Bay was in that conference championship game last year and lost to Tampa Bay, mm -hmm. a very team, a Tampa Bay team that was kind of pedestrian. They were seven and five. And it's like, well, this Brady Gronkowski thing in Tampa, you know, this thing's not going to work. Then all of a sudden they win their last four games in a regular season and they won eight straight to go ahead and hoist the Lombardi trophy. So, you know, it's not that Green Bay is unbeatable at home. Now, weather is going to play a factor. Weather wasn't really that bad for Tampa Bay up there in Green Bay, even though Tampa Bay got down early, but they were able to come back. Rams, look, they lost to them in the playoffs last year. They lost to them in the regular season. So the Packers, I would think, would be, I wouldn't call a substantial favorite where they're over a touchdown or something, but, you know, they're going to be certainly more than three. It's probably going to split the difference between a field goal and a touchdown if they get the Rams. You do have an Arizona Cardinals team that's kind of unproven, mm -hmm. and you do have a Dallas team that, while very talented, is kind of unproven. No doubt. Let's talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. More specifics, though, Wes, to your point. Because, again, if I just laid out a scenario, if you're a Packer backer and say, hey, I'm going to just bet them to at least get the Super Bowl, and as long as I get there, I make a profit. You look at that scenario for the Buccaneers, plus 750 to lose in the Super Bowl, plus 850 to repeat as Super Bowl champions. And then the rest of the odds are relatively low. If you think they're going to get upset by the Eagles uh, tomorrow, that's plus 310. To get to the next round, we don't know who the opponent is, nor the conference champion uh, championship. That's plus 200. What about the long shot of, like, it, I guess it's a long shot based on the odds of Tom Brady winning three games in the postseason to get back to the Super Bowl for an 11th well, time, by the way. Well, I mean, betting against Tom Brady, you're you're not winning. You are very much losing over a long sample size here. Tampa Bay is not my pick to necessarily get to the Super Bowl, but it certainly wouldn't surprise. I mean, we know that they're shorthanded offensively with some guys out. Godwin, of course, on IR. Uh, Grayson's going to miss tomorrow game. Leonard Fournette has been out. So they've been dealing with that, but, you know, Tom Brady, these guys just always kind of find a way to be able to deal with injuries yes. and having shorthanded guys. So it would not shock me for the Super Bowl. It would not also shock me if they got eliminated next week in the divisional round. I expect them to beat Philadelphia relatively comfortably tomorrow. But if the seeds hold form, Dave, who would they get in the divisional round? They would get the Dallas Cowboys That's exactly in the divisional right. round. And we know that that opening night Thursday night game was very competitive. And, you know, we kind of saw, okay, Dak is back. You know, Dak is officially back from that injury, you know, played very solid. They just kind of came up short. It looked like the game was going to get away from them. But Dallas hung in there till the mm -hmm. end. So, you know, and we, and we know that Dallas at least can run the football, can put maybe that Tampa Bay number three rush unit to, uh, to uh, at least a test. Yeah, that would be a, an amazing matchup if that does happen, if the Cowboys and the uh, Buccaneers win uh, their games tomorrow. Let's go to the AFC and talk about the two seeds, uh, the top two seeds there. And again, maybe the Titans, clearly the Packers are getting more respect in the NFC as the number one seed than the Titans are in the AFC. And it's just look at the odds. If you think that they're going to lose their first game next week against whoever it might be, plus 150, that's it. Look about People don't believe that they're going to get to the Super Bowl here, Wes, based on those numbers. So those numbers at plus 550, plus 750 are like Tampa Bay numbers, and they have to win one less game. Not a lot of respect for the boys in Tennessee. Well, and not a lot because if you look – Going back to 1985, and Football Outsiders does this these DVOA numbers, 
The Tennessee Titans of any number one seed have the lowest DVOA since 1985. So this is not a team that's gotten a lot of respect because, look, they've had a lot of injuries this year. At one time, they led the NFL for most players on injured reserve. Derrick Henry, we expect that he's going to come back. Now, how effective is he going to be? He hasn't had any reps or anything. So can you just come in cold and all of a sudden be the old King Henry that you were the first several games of the season? So I think with Tennessee, and plus it's the division, they had two absolute corpses at the bottom of the division, <laughs> and then they had the Indianapolis Colts who, you know, blew a game to them at home earlier this season, and then Indianapolis, of course, blew the last game, and they're sitting at home here for play, for the opening of the playoffs. But, yeah, I think Tennessee, they did beat Kansas City, and they did beat Buffalo at home. They were underdogs in both of those games, so depending on who makes it out of this first round, look, if it's the Raiders or the Bengals, I fully expect Tennessee is going to be a favorite, but if Tennessee gets like the Patriots, you know, uh, maybe they're going to be, they can't get the Bills until the AFC title game. You know, that could be like a pick em game here uh, in, in this spot. So, yeah, I don't think you're seeing Tennessee get a lot of respect because they're kind of an unproven commodity this year. No doubt about it. They did have, as you mentioned, two of the best wins with Derrick Henry, then one of the best wins without Derrick Henry when they went to L.A. and beat up the Rams on a Sunday night. All right, when we come back, Mike Perani is going to join West Reynolds right over there at Mandalay Bay. Come on back. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the Pro Football Playoffs. Simply place a $10 money on wager on any game. And if either team scores a touchdown, you're going to win $200 bucks in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your very first wager. Enjoy the playoffs like never before and earn M-Life rewards that you can redeem at any MGM resort. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets. If either team simply scores a touchdown in the Pro Football Playoff game that you wager on. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi 
and Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. Wes is over at Mandalay Bay. I'm here at Circa Sportsbook. I know Derek Stevens is outside right now here at Circa. People are getting excited for wildcard weekend, super wildcard weekend. I got to think that Mike Peranio over there at Mandalay Bay West, it's the same level of excitement. Take it away, gentlemen. No doubt about it, Dave. And uh, Mike was hustling in here to uh, <laughs> go ahead and make the segment because you're kind of busy on these days, wildcard weekend, Mike. Yeah, I'd, I'd let it be known I am much more busy than Derek Stevens. No, <laughs> I, I, I do believe that, though, because uh, we're starting to get the crowd filling in, obviously. Yeah. First game of the weekend when it's the local team whose stadium is just across the interstate behind here at the Mandalay Bay, and that's the Raiders and the Bengals, two greenhorns in the playoffs, Cincinnati. Yeah. No playoff win since January 1991. Raiders only second time in the playoffs for 20 years. So you've got both teams, I think, thinking that they can advance here and that they've got the appropriate matchup. Currently seeding Bengals pretty much six in the market, but I believe if this number is correct, you guys are at minus five and a half, minus a dollar twenty. Are you seeing more local support here just on the Raiders? Is that what you attribute that to? Uh, well, I attribute it because BetMGM really knows what they're doing, I think. And uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, it's it, that's an unusual line. I think we, we – but, you know, you have to factor in stuff like futures, uh, other stuff where we have liabilities on, conferences, games won, et cetera. Uh, it's interesting, though, uh, that is uh, – everyone else, I think, has six. So we're, we're, uh, we're putting it out there. And you know what? You're absolutely right. The people had so much fun last week – getting into the playoffs, right. a lot of them are back. And yeah, we see a lot of silver and black jerseys, yeah. just like we did last week, mostly from out-of-towners, though, that went to that Sunday night game, that exciting 35-32 win for the Raiders in game. overtime. So minus six pretty much. Are, are you seeing, like, two-way, or is it kind of sided maybe where more of the casual betters are on one side and maybe more of the Sharpies are on the other side? It's all Raiders all the time. I mean, both our games, we have the biggest liabilities. One is the Raiders, of course, even though we have that line set a little different, it doesn't really reflect it. So it's kind of good to talk to us on these shows because the line movements don't always reflect actual what we need and money. Mm -hmm. So it's good to know that stuff. Mm -hmm. The other big game this weekend, our liabilities on the is on the Eagles and uh, the Raiders right now. The ticks are two to one. Tickets are two to one. Bengals money is about three to one. Uh, it's six figures going towards seven figures loss on that. And uh, same thing with the Eagles. It's a mid six figure loss for us on that. Ticks are about tickets are about two and a half to one and money though is 27 yeah. to one on that game. Wow. I was going to say we can stay right there yeah. before we get to the nightcap tonight. Eagles and bucks uh, bet MGM currently eight and a half seeing even some high as nine. I've seen some nine and a halves kind of uh, trickle out there this week, but the big move on this game has actually been the total. And I know sides are going to get bet more in totals uh, by and large, but down to 45 and a half at bet MGM. I think there's still some 46 out there, some weather concerns down there in Tampa tomorrow. Yeah. And that was, that game was early sharp money because of the weather. And uh, you know what? I'll just stop here because this show and Vizan in general, I see all these shows and there's so many of them now about point spreads and betting. Mm -hmm. Why anyone would watch anything but this? Because this information never comes out on that kind of show. This is where you'd need that. And that's a perfect example of it. That over-under is the only thing we need on that game. That ticket moved down right. because of ticks and money and weather. Right. And the one thing about weather, and I know we kind of hammer this point at home ad nauseum, 
Weather on precipitation, like on rain or on snow, yeah. that's not an under. The weather when you want to look for the unders is when the winds are blowing. And I've seen 20, 25 miles an hour, perhaps down in the Tampa area tomorrow. So you are seeing that game get bet to the under, as you said, Mike. Uh, nightcap tonight, New England, Buffalo. Uh, third part of the trilogy, I guess, this season. Both teams won and the other guys place yeah. this season. Buffalo up to four and a half. I'm seeing some five out there in the market. I have seen opinion from guys I respect really on both sides. Total is lowest on the board out of all the weekend at 43. Where are you guys sitting here in New England, Buffalo? Yeah, we. Uh, it's, it's a small decision, but uh, you know we do need the Pats. Uh, it's, the tickets are about two to one, which is a common theme, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, and the money's about two and a half to one uh, on the bills. So uh, we, w the Pats is what we need on there, although it's not a huge decision, not like with the Raiders and the Eagles. Right. Right, and uh, let's go to uh, Sunday. I know we already covered the first game, but yeah. the middle game seems like it's going to be the big handle game, really not only of the day, but of the weekend. San Francisco and Dallas, you guys are currently at three and a half, but even money, so got to make you pay if you want that three in the hook because I've heard a lot of sharp guys this week like, yeah, I like the Niners if I can get that hook. Yeah. You can get it here, but you got to pay for it at BetMGM, minus about $1.20, and those usually go up on game day, by the way. What do you see in San Francisco, Dallas? Yeah, well, but minus 120 on three and a half is not that bad. If you tried to buy that, it would be Right, because tomorrow, expensive. that's what I was saying. Yeah. Tomorrow, that might be a buck and a quarter or a buck right. 30 or even higher. Some of these books really raise the big, and they're not going to give you that, that key number, obviously, yeah. in that hook. So what are you seeing so far, 49ers, Cowboys? Uh, it's pretty small. Well, we have a small need with the Cowboys, which surprises me, you know, to need a favorite. But, mm -hmm. uh, I know there's a Especially lot of, kind of a yeah, public team I like know. Dallas. Well, that's you're 100% right, Wes. You're so good at this. It is our most bet game of the weekend, that game. And it's pretty much even money in, on both sides of the game. And uh, it's, it's a small decision, but uh, it's the most bet game. Right. Right, and, and no surprise. I mean, Dallas, uh, and I was talking about that with uh, my partner and Cowboy fan, Dave Ross, there in the studio. He's all over Dallas minus three. Dallas has fans everywhere. Yeah. So they have people that come out here. I mean, Las Vegas is the land of the transplants, and even though you have the Raiders here, you have a lot of people are from somewhere else. Dallas, the Steelers, those type of teams have fans everywhere. And speaking of the Steelers, biggest underdog on the card, Sunday Night Football. We saw what happened three weeks ago, an absolute whitewash by Kansas City, 36 to 10. Are you seeing any support for the Steelers here in this We're not, not getting much bet on this game yet. Now, it could change after we get a couple games under our belt today, but not much going on that game. We don't really need anything on that game uh, as of now. It's about, tickets are about 6-5, to five, and so is the money about 6-5. to five. So, uh, it's really no decision on that game. But it seems like even casual bettors that are more often than not going to be on favorites rather than underdogs. Once you get to the playoffs, a little bit lukewarm laying 12 and a half and laying 13 yeah. here, even though they saw it three weeks ago. Because I know we were talking about some props that are offered at BetMGM about who's going to be the lowest scoring team. Steelers, the All obvious right. favorite, what we've seen with their offense. But the danger of that is that the Steelers can score on defense. 55 sacks. Yeah. They lead the league. You can get a strip sack of Mahomes. You can get a pick six with their good DBs, so there's always a game within the game when you're looking at those props, but last game here Monday night, I know not going to see a bulk of the action until either tomorrow or even on game night for Monday night. Last game in the week, it is the Cardinals and the Rams. I've seen two-way opinion on this game. Yeah, you're right, 100%. It's pretty much 
sitting on 50-50, and, and, and you know, it, like, it can change, and by the time Monday night comes, We'll, we'll know more about how many parlays we're liable for mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. And, so. and, that, and that's a big key, too. And then, you know, teaser liability, obviously, it affects different books than others. Right. But still, when you've got a lot of live teasers and a lot of live parlay action going into this week, books will move the number yes. based on what they need if there's a big decision on those sides. Yeah, and I, there's a lot of guys that play the Monday night game only as a hedge, too, the guys at Parlay. Sure. So it's, a, sure. it's an interesting game. We'll see how much action is very busy in here today. Monday could be a huge day, or maybe it won't matter, depending on the public. Mike, got about a minute left before we got to get out of here, but Super Bowl futures in terms of liabilities. Where do you sit well with, and who do you want to dodge here? <laughs> well, you, the futures, the Bucks are bad, bad, bad. It's a triple bad. <laughs> Imagine that, right, with Tom Brady. Hey, the surprising, though, you... The Steelers are now very bad for us uh, because of the odds. I've seen a lot of Cincinnati. It seems to me the public wants Cincinnati, and they're betting a little, and they're betting futures on it, too. And uh, can anyone answer, is it possible we could have a home game here? Is there a way Pittsburgh could play here? Or are well, they in different sides? The Raiders are the five seed. So, look. You're going to need, you know, those teams to get upset, right. those one seeds in the divisional round. Possibly you could get, like, a Patriots-Raiders here game here in the AFC Championship. Yeah. Well, I want to put that prop up. It'll be uh, similar to will there be a tie and we'll be nervous the whole way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gentlemen, great stuff, as always. Always appreciate Mike Peronio joining us here each and every Saturday on Betting Across America. And, yeah, I, I, could you imagine a Patriots and a Raiders AFC title game here in Las Vegas? It'd be actually wild. It's, it's getting wild here at Circus Sportsbook. I know it's wild over at Mandalay Bay. We're going to talk all things Super Wild Card Weekend. When you come back with us right here, Betting Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.